0: And good day, and welcome to Birds All Day. A little later in the week this week, but uh, we are here nonetheless, talking about all that good hot stove action. <laughs> yep, we Love it. we got the qualifying offer. It's kind of you know stoking the fire. Uh, my name is Drew Fairservice, and joining me uh, as often, yeah, as always.
1: Somewhat reliable
0: Well, Mr. Ann Stoughton, how are you? I'm alright You're here today I
1: am here today Uh, Yesterday you weren't here Well But I was I was here at points yesterday, just not at the same time as you
0: There was a bit of a communication breakdown And and as such, uh, we were at sixes and sevens in terms of uh, getting into the same place at the same time Uh, But now we're here Yeah And it's not like there's anything news, truly newsworthy
1: Well, we haven't talked since... uh, the new GM, or whatever the hell he calls himself, had uh, his little press conference.
0: Did that even count as anything? <laughs> Not really. Know what it did reveal was that which reporters were willing to debase themselves by asking <laughs> the most asinine and ridiculous questions imaginable.
1: It, yeah, it was a little bit... Somebody, I, I forget who it was, someone on Twitter was counting the questions about Anthopolis, which were... Almost all! yeah. That was ridiculous. Uh,
0: he now we are going to make a common mis- uh, error. Uh-huh. Mark Shapiro was not the general manager. Wow. Well, Tony LaCava sure is the interim general manager. Uh, Mark Shapiro was what is his title? President of baseball yeah, operations. Right. He's the president, not just baseball operations. He's just, he's the president. Club president. Yeah. Big swinging dick. Uh, Who's also the general manager? Yep. As so it would seem. Uh, whatever. We don't need to the, go through that.
1: The, the buck stops there. That's what it that's, that's he what said it comes he's, down to.
0: He's not going to immerse himself in the excruciating minutia of daily uh contract negotiations or basic forty man <laughs> roster machination. Yeah. But when it comes to the bigger things, if you don't think he's gonna have input, you're probably a fool. Oh yeah.
1: And and I think even on the small things, he's probably gonna have he's gonna have final say on that as well. You know, you that was that was his statement at the at, at the press conference so, You know, uh, If your process is good Then it'll be easy for me to sign off On whatever you want to do So you don't have to worry about working for me Because It's like I'm not even there As long as you're doing exactly what I want you to do yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, Speaking of doing what I want to do I want to send a shout out To everyone who stuck with us Through the off season uh, Which is now well underway And uh, by sticking with us I of course I mean, uh, who has felt compelled to head over to our Patreon page, patreoncom day, and contribute a couple bucks? It uh, really keeps us motivated, keeps us on track as we sit here on a Friday evening, yeah, when it would have been as easy as anything <laughs> in the whole world to say like, "eh, do it next week." This is true,
1: and, uh, and and doing this into the off season as well. You know, I guess we're gonna do this for the most part every week. We were talking about this last time. Uh yeah, I'm sure as shit we wouldn't be doing it every week if there wasn't some some heroes out there uh, delivering hard, hard-earned cash our our way. But we are, and, and, and we're happy to do every so. Month. Yeah. Yes,
0: so if you go to, to Patreon and, and do uh, contribute a couple bucks, we are again uh, forever in your debt, incredibly appreciative, and we will uh, do our best to continue to pump out that good off-season content. All. The live long day Yeah And when we do do that It comes to you Through a, vi- a variety of means The most common of which uh, Is iTunes So if you wanted to head over To iTunes And uh, rate Or sorry Subscribe first And then rate and review It keeps us in the good graces Of the uh, I don't know Decision makers Yeah The apple fairies Yeah The, the apple whatever, Yeah the, <laughs> Whatever the hell happens The algorithms of record Yeah So uh, So yeah That's the housekeeping part Out of the way Yeah And so, yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about, uh, you know, the kind of off-season bullshit. This, before the GM meeting, before the winter meetings, free agency is not officially uh, off and running.
1: Right. It's, uh...
0: It's about to. Yeah. By the time we're recording this, I believe the qualifying offer deadline has passed. So we'll talk about who did, did not, what that means for the Toronto Blue Jays. And then we'll talk a little bit about, uh... The kind of conjecture and hearsay that comes around this time of year as it relates to the um, Blue Jays payroll. Yeah. Which is a big, uh, something, something people are going to be asking a lot of questions about and worried about and uh, obsess over. When last year we saw, we had very similar questions, very similar concerns about payroll.
1: Yeah. Turned out okay. Did It did work out pretty alright.
0: So we're going to talk about all that. And so much more on this, the 69th edition of Birds All Day. For today is qualifying offer day and your Toronto Blue Jays uh, faced with a raft of free agents had only the option well had the option to extend a qualifying offer to not David Price mm-hmm. as they did acquire him in via a midseason trade so he is not uh, affected by the qualifying offer not as though he would be anyway. Right uh, Marco Strada did receive a qualifying offer. To the surprise of some, but quite rightly, I think so. Yeah. yeah. If you're Estrada, you're probably a little bit bummed out. <laughs> yeah,
1: uh, as much as someone who just got a sixteen million dollar offer in front of them could be, I suppose. But yeah.
0: But that sixteen million dollar offer could cost in upwards of ten million dollars oh, yeah. on the free agent market, as teams. Who are not the Blue Jays Who the fuck is signing Marco Estrada And giving up a draft pick to do it Yeah, that's kind of the question He's good and he can make your team better This year, next year But it, He uh, I, I don't think that Marco Estrada is the player most likely to accept No well, no one has accepted <laughs> yet True And there are a few <laughs> a few guys where who, who didn't receive them That you might think Maybe that guy would receive it
1: Yeah Uh well, we were talking just before we started recording, uh, our old friend Colby Rasmus
0: got one. Colby Rasmus received a, yeah. uh, a qualifying offer after putting up a year that was pretty similar to his last two. Of course, saying it's similar to his last two in Toronto is not necessarily the most genuine way to look at it. Well, as they were one kind of, of those years similar, was yeah. very good, and one of those years <laughs> was very bad. Uh, one of those years in which he lost his job. Yeah. Straight up. But, Estrada qualifying offer, what do you think about it?
1: Yeah, I think you, I think you had to do it. I think the... Uh, I think the Jays, you know, uh, or I think it's a safe bet. I think they, I guess they are obviously trying to read the the industry, and they and, and I trust their reading of it that they think he's going to get more guaranteed money, uh, meaning that he will likely decline it, and the Jays will get a draft pick if he declines it, uh, and or if he doesn't come back to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, like you say, I think it really makes it hard for him to find a bit a much much of a market. So. Uh, I don't think this is the end of Estrada in Toronto necessarily, or there's going to be talks about that too. Which I, which is good. He's a good fit. He's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he, he pitched really well here. There were some scary things, and you know, in his BABIP and his, uh, you know, you look at his his home run rate was uh, was low this year, which is something not typical for him, but like well well below league average. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though he still gave up like 21 home runs because he induces like 53% fly balls which is weird being in the Rogers Center but maybe it isn't I don't know it worked it worked it worked it, it should keep working to some extent I, I think the batting the batting average on balls in play will mm-hmm. uh, regress uh, so you think you, it, like, it's um... <laughs> the, the like historic level is probably not one to bank on but yeah I think they had to do it I think you have to fuck they need someone to pitch for them
0: they really do and Again, I I think it's a decent move. I I often point back to the Kyle Loesch sure, situation yeah. a few years ago. He did sign very late into the off season, right as spring training was about to begin. But older guy, I mean, Loesch had probably a bit of a better track record, and the deal that's well for the most part worked out pretty well for Milwaukee. wasn't great this year, but
1: yeah, though on track record, I mean, people don't think too highly of Estrada, but really, I mean, if you if you look back over the last three years, it's just one half season that he was bad. Like yeah. he had a pretty good 2013. Uh, 2014, he was garbage in the first half and then went to the bullpen and was actually really good as like, you know, not super high leverage kind of mm-hmm. stuff, but, uh, and then this year, obviously he was brilliant. So, so it's, there's some sustained success there and he's making changes. You know, I wrote about it and, uh, I keep, I've done this many times and pointed to a piece on Blue Jays plus, uh, where they looked at, you know, his release point where he's working in the zone and, and, and how the things that he was doing different, you could draw lines from that to the success that he was having, and mm-hmm. kind of make a. It makes sense how that how that might work. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I kind of I, I kind of believe like you're conditioned, obviously to you know, FIP is is a is a thing for a reason. Uh, but people
0: outperform it. they are outlier guys, and especially if you're split. If I think if you are a pitcher who is outside of uh, the kind of traditional error yeah. bars for. Being a much more straight-ahead pitcher, yeah, Estrada uh, is unique in a lot is, of ways, yeah. especially with as it relates to his use of his change-up against you know arm-side hitters, uh, his release ever ever rising release point. Yeah. Uh, I just think that uh, he's not necessarily the best guy to apply FIP to. Uh, look yeah. DRA, deserved run average on Baseball Prospectus had him above, higher than some very good pitchers this year. Um, you know, which Yeah, everything into that a isn't tip says that he was really fucking good. Um, and I think, and I mean, Dave Cameron of Fangraphs is one guy who says he, he definitely, he sees the Jays re-signing. Yeah. Marco Estrada. I think that the draft pick might be enough to scare people away. Jays can get him two or probably a three-year deal. Uh, maybe in that $33, $34, 35000000 million a year range. Sort of get him his guaranteed money. Think, I, think, I don't think. I don't think. Totally, year, he's yeah. not going to make more in a year than, <laughs> than David Price. Yeah, but uh, but I think that makes that makes some sense. Uh,
1: yeah, absolutely. Because they're going to need
0: someone to pitch. They're going to need someone to pitch too.
1: Because they traded away a lot of young pitching to ah, go on a magical. Oh, run. enough! I enough, know. Enough. I know. I know your stance on prospects. Trade them all. Trade everything. And all, well, yeah. And I'll, I don't know. There's there's some interesting free agent candidates. I'm sure we'll discuss that. At well, let's. We'll, we'll,
0: so we'll stick with with qualifying offers. Um, you a guy that you mentioned? I think was um, uh, Ian Kennedy. Yeah, he's saying he might come a little bit more um, expensively because he has more swing and miss stuff. Uh, he did receive a qualifying offer from uh, the Padres. Uh, I. And count me among those who <laughs> think that Ian Kennedy fucking sucks. I,
1: I also uh, would be counted among those. Though I did list him in a, as a, in a group of a number of pitchers
0: who are sort of the second-tier
1: free agents. But yeah, it's, I sure as fuck don't want him to sign It's Ian baffling
0: that they would offer him a qualifying offer. And he would consider <laughs> not taking it, considering how bad he's been. And, I mean, there are, he's not alone. Guys yeah? like Cameron think, you know, maybe three years, you know... 30 million dollars for a guy who's like Tim Lincecum level badness over the last 2 years. Yeah. Which of course pains me to well, say. 12 of course, yeah. But but I mean Jesus, he's bad. Giovanni Gallardo right? was a name I've seen you banty also, about a piece also a little bit. Him as well, to which I garbage in get the second him half. him the fuck yeah. away. <laughs> not even it like not even an innings eater. No. Right? Like he is the quintessential five and dive Guy as the Blue Jays saw in the in the in the AL, ALDS, uh, maddening kind of that, that little tiny margin for error, hoping for soft contact, not missing any bats, walking a lot of guys. Giovanni Gallardo sucks. This is true. I got no time. Here's,
1: for him. Here's the thing, though. Mm-hmm. You're the Toronto Blue Jays. Yeah. You don't you don't really get to pick and choose too much. I don't think at this stage, uh, even though good you know good team, good success. It's a different. It's a different thing when the building's full and people seem to like being here, and mm-hmm. you know, everybody wants to go play on a winning team, a team that's going to get seen a bunch. But uh, and it obviously comes down to money, uh, but usually the money's pretty close between whoever's bidding on somebody, uh, and some of those other factors can can come into it. And I don't know, like guys, just especially now if you're talking about guys who you're looking to get bargains on, maybe looking to get somebody who's looking to to build up some value. This is not the Home ballpark or the division that people want to go and do that in. It's true. There's some natural disadvantages they have. So, despite the sucking of Gallardo and and Kennedy and guys like that, uh, I don't know. Do you want to get super excited about like this is the where actual we are. good ones? This do you want, like, is where they... we are.
0: We're, we're a week into November. <laughs> the season is two weeks, like the actual season is a yeah. week old. The Blue Jay season is less, just over two weeks old, and we're already yeah. like eating our own shit thinking about how or why they can maybe sign Giovanni Gallardo and Ian Kennedy. What a miserable existence we lead. Let's, let's fuck this. Um, I'm much more comfortable in this miserable existence, to be honest, but sure. David Price. <laughs> right. Is it going to happen? You think so? No, no, not even a well, little bit. I don't think so. I asked you, is it going to happen?
1: Oh yeah, no, clearly not.
0: Clearly not. I don't
1: think so, yeah.
0: It's just too much money. Not that not that he's not worth it. It's too much money that the team isn't going to commit to.
1: Yeah. It's it's too much... It's too large a percentage of their payroll to make it happen, I think, is really what mm-hmm. it kind of comes down to. It's just it doesn't make sense for them in a way that it would make sense for a team like the Cubs or the Dodgers or the Cubs, where he's probably going to go. Um, I will
0: say... Okay, sorry, go ahead. You know,
1: No, it's just... I mean, those are just teams that have bigger budgets so it's not like the jays couldn't pay him but just the way that this team is run uh i, I mean and this goes to to something i know we're going to talk about in a bit i think as well like <coughs> that you that you tweeted just before we started recording this which was about uh you know new guy
0: coming the in. payroll is, is yeah. the next segment
1: yeah okay but so but so it's not like the budget's going it's going to get exploded here so you kind of know what you're looking at in terms of what a percentage of the payroll he's going to take and then you got to think down the line you know Donaldson's getting expensive. What do you do with Batista and Carnacion if they're coming back? They're they're not going to be heavily discounted like they already are. Uh, it starts to get you start to start pushing things, and you know as much as you'd love David Price and as much as he seemed to like it here, though people got weird about it at the end. Uh, it, yeah, it's just too much. It's Not going to happen.
0: Not going to. It's unfortunate. Uh, you seem to think Cubs. There seems to be a lot of uh, Red Sox talk. Jaquette yeah. is another guy. I mean, people like. The thought of the Cubs is obviously Joe Madden and he are very familiar, but uh Dan Duquette is a guy that happily brought him into Detroit. Uh he's in charge in Boston now. Everything, you know, kinda hinges on what the Red Sox are gonna do this winter, I think. I'm not I mean I've kind of Just contract the Red Sox already. I think that's probably they should contract (laughs) one of the two most profitable glamour best run run franchise. Well not best run, that's maybe a little little insincere. But uh uh I I would not be surprised to David Price in uh Boston. No, oh, that was Chicago. That, Dodgers has been the one that I don't kinda... go to
1: Boston for fuck's sake David Price, uh,
0: come
1: on, you, do, do you really want? Do you really want us to hate you that badly? Again, the Blue Jays are are, are
0: players now. They're players on the inter, that, on the international stage. So let's talk a I couple think that's more. True. Uh, Zach Granke is uh, received a qualifying offer uh maybe the jays make a run at him yeah maybe no <laughs> i don't think so no nope. not in the slightest he's going to get a lot of money he's yeah. going to get probably 6 years and like 150 145 million dollars to play no probably chance. probably play go back and play for the cubs the uh, the dodgers again probably although there's a couple people he he
1: wants to swing the bat david price too going to want to swing that bat fuck you red Sox.
0: they got the giants going after I saw you ranking. tweeting about that as well i would uh, pay out of my own pocket i think he would happily He's uh, awesome. Now, here's an interesting one before before we move on again, like some of the guys that got the you know you know assessment got his qualifying offer didn't he did he I, or was that not was not his contract that he oh he was traded never mind uh, Hayward got a qualifying offer Chris Davis got a qualifying offer I believe Justin Upton is going to get a qualifying offer offer if he hasn't already Alex Gordon got one uh, Jordan Zimmerman got one Doug yeah. Fister did not get one yeah that's true um which is I mean there's an, there are people who think you should give it to almost anybody
1: yeah, oh, well, obviously. Like but John some and, of the ones are getting handed out. Yeah,
0: John and Navarro didn't get one. True, because uh, uh, that he would happily take. I think he would it, take that, essentially yeah. his career earnings in one <laughs> for one year uh, to be to be the backup. But uh, Doug Fister didn't get one. Uh, I have long been a. There are a lot of people that do like. There's a lot to like about Doug Fister. There's a lot to be very wary of. Yeah. Um. Some people there. That he
1: comes without a draft pick connected to him now. Now that he comes with a draft pick. It, that, that, you become a little less wary. But he's al- a draft pick, yeah. I don't but know
0: he's also he's- not going to be the kind of freebie dumpster dive that everyone's going to want him to be. They're like, oh, you get Doug yeah. Fister for nothing. Where there's going to be a lot of people who are going to give, their nothing for Doug Fister. Yeah. Uh, people, you know, Dave Cameron again. I'll reference that when He mentioned the pi- the Pirates like go and let the fucking pitcher whisper Ray Searidge fix him. But I think the thing with Fister isn't that he's not a good pitcher; it's that he has no. Arm left Shoulders all blown the fuck up
1: I believe you did want Eddie Fister signing To come with a time machine That was
0: I think that is something That I Yeah Probably said Which I
1: think is Yeah
0: Probably the ideal situation To
1: (laughs) acquire Doug Fister in
0: Now there's another pitcher That has No qualifying offer attached He is a free agent His name is Johnny Cueto Yep I see here uh, Some of the people Who contribute to um, MLB Network Radio they made some free agent predictions. Yeah. Uh, Mike Farron of, of, of MLB Radio. Radio. Mike Farron's great. Great follow on, uh, on Twitter. He's part of that uh, new 2080 scouting site. Right, yeah. yeah he and Dan du- or Jim Duquette. It's... Okay, yeah. Who, who is... The cr- bad one. He's a bad one. But he's also <laughs> kind of oddly good at this. Remember the two years yeah. we nailed all of his free agent predictions?
1: Okay, yeah. That's, I think so, yeah. Those
0: two guys predict the Blue Jays will sign Johnny Cueto.
1: That's what fans were chanting about during. Uh, wait, LVN. no, right. yeah. wait, <laughs> no. Like it was all, it's all about that inflection yeah, at the
0: end. I think so. Uh, that's intriguing. It, uh, I, although, all the same, provisos mm-hmm. that you mentioned for David Price it definitely applied to Johnny Cueto.
1: Yeah, I would agree there, but a little less money, a little less term,
0: potentially a little bit less money. Why? Why? Why less money? I don't think he. Do you think he's David Price? No. But that doesn't mean he's not going to get oh. significantly less. Mm, I mean, David Price is going to get like six or seven, like seven years and like 180 or $190 million. Yeah. So you think Cueto's going to get like, if I, even if he gets the Zenki, uh, Zenki. <laughs> <laughs> the Zach Granke style get, deal like six years, 140. That's a big difference. Do you think they're that much apart?
1: Eh,
0: I'd... I'd. Kind of
1: do I don't know maybe uh, maybe I'm wrong on that I I think I think Queda was maybe a better yeah maybe you're right I, uh, I I don't think that you know, it cool he's good not, not a lot of bargains to be had when you're no, talking about free the uh, uh, top tier it's free actually
0: Iwakuma signed a uh, here he got a qualifying offer which is too bad he's better than Estrada and yeah he's I, better I, than I quite, a
1: lot I, of guys I quite like Iwakuma yeah this year was obviously a bit of a mess but. It's mm-hmm. uh, hurt And uh, yeah I'd be all for that Cueto Go for it Giddy up Why not
0: If you want a few a Few fewer years Maybe a few fewer dollars uh, Iwakuma is a great Idea That everyone's yeah. gonna have Yeah Everyone's gonna be yeah. like Well why don't we just sign uh, Sashi Iwakuma Who's another guy that I mean Jordan Zimmerman Maybe not a good Fit for the American League
1: Maybe, maybe a little bit, maybe not. He's
0: pretty good, though.
1: I would be all for that.
0: Definitely threw a no hitter in his last start of the year.
1: I'm very okay with that. Scott Kazmir has no qualifying offer because of the trade.
0: So, not uh, that, not that, not
1: that. I think you're holding back because of a qualifying offer on any of these like top guys, anyway. But no, uh,
0: yeah. Casimir. But I don't think I think Kazmir is forward. in that not top guy category. Yeah, he's, with with the he's a little below. Yeah, he's definitely below Cueto and Zimmerman and the guys who aren't Granky and Price. Yeah. Um, I could talk myself into Scott Casimir really simply, and I am also more than happy to talk myself out. Yeah,
1: I agree there, you like, no,
0: no, no, the fuck him. He, no, Unless he takes the money, then it's like, oh, great, okay, Casimir, hard throwing lefty.
1: Yeah, I, I, I don't know, like, what, what would you be, what would you be satisfied with? Would you be satisfied with, like, Estrada and bullpen pieces, and let's, let's go with Sanchez and Osuna in the rotation, and... Well, I think uh, that's we're probably one, one of the two of them and
0: I uh, don't think that there's a lot of choice.
1: I don't know that there is a lot of choice, yeah.
0: Uh there are a lot of people, friends of ours, people that we know who swear up and down that the Blue Jays are going to try to sign Chris Davis. I got no problem with that. Oh, sure, go for it. Yeah. I don't think that's going to happen very likely though. No. He's going to get a lot of money. I think he is, yeah. He's going to get a lot of money. Those guys always get overpaid
1: and i mean i don't know what the new guy thinks about uh, any of this stuff but i like to like there i don't know you sign a guy like that and there goes your batista extension perhaps right you know you got to start thinking about that sort of stuff i think a little bit too uh which may be in a cold-hearted way not necessarily the worst thing but obviously fucking Edwin and Jose, you gotta fucking resign those guys.
0: Okay, before we before we go off, finish this segment, so that's kinda of, we've been around through a lot of the qualifying offer type people. Uh I don't want anything to do with Cespedes. Jason Hayward is gonna get an absurd amount of money. Yeah. No, no one is gonna want to believe how much money uh
1: <laughs> no one in Atlanta.
0: He's gonna make so much money. <laughs> yep. As he should. He should, you're right. <laughs> now uh Jose Bautista R.A. Dicky and Edwin and Carnesion all have their options picked up. Indeed. And uh, Maestro's has declined to the surprise of none. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but what do you think? Uh, obviously, like, no-brainers, right? On all, oh, yeah, all I think so. Yeah, even Dicky.
1: Dicky is the only one that was close to you, maybe had to put a little thought into it, but even still. I, if you were a team with like the luxury of having like a full starting rotation in addition to R.A. Dickey, then maybe mm. you maybe you do think about that. Or, or I think you probably still just because of how well he pitched uh, from June first onward, I think you still probably pick him up for that price. Uh, so yeah, it's all
0: good. Speaking, oh my god! Sorry. Uh... We've talked a little bit about this. We'll, I want to finish this thought before I skip over to this thing that I've just sure. seen now. Sure. Bautista extension is something that I have, was pushing for before, mm-hmm. and now I'm like, um, immovable. <laughs> it has to happen.
1: It kind of has to happen. Yeah. It, he's fucking Jose Bautista.
0: Come yeah. on. Like There's, that's yeah. the beginning and the end of the debate. I I am a considering me of the of the camp that thinks that he would will continue to be. A viable major league hitter as he gets into his late 30s. Oh yeah, I think uh, so. The yeah. Gary Sheffield thing that I will always come back to uh, absolutely holds true. Gary Sheffield had one bad year at the end of his career he was hurt. He only played like 60 or 70 games. But even his last season, he was 40, yeah. 41 with the Mets. He was really good. Like 125 when runs created plus. Take that. Sure. Take that from a 40-year-old Jose Bautista.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Uh, their career arcs are growing more similar by the day. <laughs> I, I for me it's gotta be Bautista and or over Ancarnacio, given the given the opportunity. But he's the way more expensive. Yeah. Maybe I'm being a sentimental old fool. And maybe maybe, maybe I
1: fuck I fucking love Edwin too, and Edwin was Edwin was like the like the better hitter this year. Yeah. Um, I provided more value despite not actually playing defense or or at all. He was like
0: a five win guy as yeah. a DH. Yeah.
1: Fucking crazy! He went absolutely nuts in the second half. Two oh one was his weighted runs created plus. That's in the better,
0: half. Than, than, uh, better than anybody than anybody who's not Joey Votto. Bryce Harper managed for the whole year by a few tiny little points.
1: <laughs> well,
0: and so that's pretty good.
1: Uh, yeah, fuck! I'd love to see them keep keep both of them, but such is the the reality, I guess. But
0: but uh, I mean, maybe but that's the
1: thing. But I mean, that's also the thing. I mean, if you start pouring money into other guys other position player guys that makes it harder to to foresee them being able to bring one or both of them back
0: i will say that i am choosing based on no information other than my own wants and needs mm-hmm. and and uh, uh agenda that Mark Shapiro being in charge, Alex Anthopoulos being gone. What? What happened? Makes the chances of the Blue Jays re-signing Jose Bautista to finish his career as a Blue Jay less likely. I would think so, yeah. Which sucks. Yeah, a little little bit. I mean, it it sucks, but it doesn't suck. I mean, Roy Halladay is still, when we think about him now, he's he's a Blue Jay, he's... His Twitter was adorable during the playoffs. Oh and, yeah, yeah. Uh, he doesn't. He doesn't have to finish his career as a Blue Jay. It would be nice to let Jose Bautista do that uh, for the fans. I don't think he especially cares. <laughs> I mean, man's got to get paid. Yeah, but uh, yeah,
1: no, I think I think he cares about that. So, <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, no. I think you're right. I think I think it does lessen it. But also, I don't know. was not a fucking idiot. No. Uh he also is aware I'm sure of uh all the goodwill he has and and you know you, tell, you listen to him talking about the brand and hmm. and the the fans and doing right you know like just in terms of he spoke a, a bit about the you know the the stadium stuff and making the fan experience better I don't know like I, that's part of it too is having is, is having players that people can connect with and like and and, and you know I don't know that that's going to necessarily drive him. Multi-million-dollar decision, but it, it, I don't know. It, 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 he can't not see that and not see how important I think it would be to people to have uh, Batista finish his career here. But then I don't know. They're all, they're all just fucking, they're all just fucking chattel to them anyway, right?
0: Just pawns. Yeah. Uh, before we okay, we're gonna take a break and then we're gonna come back and talk a little bit about the bigger payroll pictures and as it relates to this conversation, but. Uh, on MLB Trade Rumors They just put up their top 50 free agents and predictions They have David Price as number one Going to the Cubs Seven years $217 million uh, Jason Hayward going to the Yankees Ten years $200 million uh, Zach Grank is staying with the Dodgers Justin Upton uh, To the Nationals of all places sure Chris Davis that. to the Cardinals Which is horrifying to think about <laughs> A uh, bit. Number seven on their list Number six on their list is Jonas Espinosa I won't read all them all off You've got to click through and read it Except for number seven Sorry, number eight. I'll go back to number eight. Johnny Cueto to the Red Sox, according to the the crystal ball possessed there. I can see that. Five years, 115.
1: Making a a terrible move like that. It's like
0: they haven't got enough guys just eating their money. Literally eating (laughs) it. Um, Number seven on the list is Jordan Zimmerman. uh, To which they think he's going to get six years and $126 million, which is a whole shit ton of money for the Blue Jays to give anybody. That is... That's his prediction. Zimmerman could become could become the first Tommy John survivor to get a $100 million contract. He's pretty good. The Blue Jays need arms, and Dana Brown. Oh, that's the connection that he's made. Dana mm. Brown, a former Nationals executive, when they drafted him. I don't see that.
1: No, I I really, I maybe I don't know. It's easy to be pessimistic, but yeah, I don't know. It's I'm, easy to I'm, bet I'm against... I'm like trying to talk myself into Wei-Yin Chen and stuff like that. Like that's the end of the pool. Wei-Yin Chen got a qualifying offer. I'm, right? I'm starting to think about it at this point, but that's that's pessimistic. I mean... We wouldn't have thought Russell Martin was coming last year either, so you never fucking
0: know. You never know. Okay, we're going to take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk about dollars in a non-specific way. On Birds All Day! So, as we talked about before, uh, Mark Shapiro is the new president of the Toronto Blue Jays. And you were about to reference a tweet of mine, uh-huh. which was an observation or a thought that I had, which is, if you're Mark Spiro when you come in to be the new president of the Blue Jays, you don't come in saying, by the way, I'm going to need more money. Yeah. You don't do that.
1: Because <laughs> that's not what they want to hear. No, you don't get the job if you're like, yeah totally this is this is great except yeah you got to explode our mm-hmm. budget here
0: yeah Matt, i i'm going to bring new efficiencies to the organization except can you just really <laughs> let me get costs just yeah. going bonkers over here uh it's i don't think that that's his mandate that's not the guy they brought in you made a good point before about one of the reasons that he may have chose to come to Toronto was the opportunity to have more resources i think that's true yeah but that doesn't mean that he's going to start asking for more resources right off the top.
1: No, I think he, I think he probably has enough sense to not go to Rogers and do that.
0: Yeah. Uh, there was some chatter about maybe Bob McCallum was saying that they were deciding that the payroll may go down from where it was at the end of the year. Take Whatever. that for what it's worth. I mean, if that's what Beeston says, and that's what McCallum says. <laughs> yeah, basically. But I don't think anyone should be su- surprised, frankly, if the payroll goes down. No. There's money that's coming off the books, of course.
1: Yeah. And it's, uh, I don't know. Like, I was adding it up today, and, and you know, the, fuck, I forget what it was, but it, it, I think even if you, if you assume Estrada accepts the qualifying offer, and, you, you know, you look at some of the other guys around, uh, like there's non tender candidates and, and and things that are making some money, but it's I don't know it's in like the low 100 million level, and I think at the end of the season it was like 135. So and that's with 15 million assumed from, uh like I think it's probably close to 110. That's 15 million assumed to Estrada. Uh, there's other like pre armed guys and stuff like that you have to consider as well, but. I don't know there's still, there's still a healthy payroll there And, a, and yeah. a bunch of room To do something on
0: it It's just But then it's yeah. Now we're having the exact it's conversation We had last year And the, it's also the conversation We will have next year Yeah And the conversation We will have had Two or three years ago uh, There are more There's more than one hole to fill And so when you look at The guy we mentioned before The break Jordan Zimmerman Who Tim Dirk has said Will get six one twenty-five From the Blue Jays That's all that money Gone
1: Yeah, Pretty much
0: Right, as Russell Martin gets his raises and Josh yeah. Donaldson gets some starts breaking our records. Uh you sign one yeah. big name guy like that and almost all that money is gone. Which isn't to say it's not a good idea, because you aren't going to replace that kind of production easily, but
1: <laughs> But it does mean that next year, when Donaldson probably goes up to like nineteen million or something like that, you'd be looking at eighty million just for Martin Tulo, Donaldson and
0: Zimmerman. You've got four fine players, four very nice players. <laughs> yeah, four four players in their thirties. <laughs> yeah, but so that's the risk. I think the risk is that you you sign one guy very good as he is, but he's now chewing up big pieces of your payroll. You still have things in your bullpen you probably want to do.
1: Oh yeah, love love Pat Venditte, but uh, I think they might need a little more work back there, especially. If uh, Asuna
0: or Sanchez is going to end up in the rotation, so assuming that only one of those guys makes it in, because only one of those guys is going to make it into the rotation. Just,
1: yeah, well, assuming Hutchison is is capable of fucking. Doing
0: easy to anything. forget Hutchison. You forgot Hutchison in your A to Z thing, which like, again, totally, yeah. totally. I didn't. I didn't notice the omission when I read it. <laughs> like, oh my god, what about True Hutchison? He was a big yeah. time competitor competitor for this team. Uh, there's a there's a lot there's. Opening
1: day starter.
0: We got a lot of ifs. Yeah. If you're the Blue Jays, you're looking at you see a lot of ifs. Yep. Which, again, is not unnatural. There's so few teams come into the season with their roster set. Look at the teams that won the other divisions in the in the, yeah. in the the American League. The Rangers are going to have just as many decisions. Uh, because the Rangers won the American League West. <laughs> what the fuck? The Royals don't have... The Royals have questions on their own. Oh, yeah. The Royals they have, have three guys. very yeah. significant contributors. Well, two very significant contributors.
1: And one Alex Rios.
0: <laughs> oh, and one... Johnny Cueto, yeah, one very odd passenger on their run to the World Series, Uh, but Zobrist again, big trade deadline; he's a free agent, going to get a bunch of money from a decent, from probably from a very good team. He's like the kind of guy that I can go to. It's not like the Reds are be like, "All right, here we go, Ben Zobrist, (laughs) come on down." Yeah, I don't think so. (coughs) But so that's the risk that you run that you, if you commit huge money to one player, if it's Jordan Zimmerman or whoever else, then you're done. And Pretty much. It's, it's so easy to say, it's easy for us as, as fans or anyone to say, look at all the money that they made this season by selling every ticket, by doing these crazy numbers on TV. Surely that's going to result in more money for the corporation, to which you will say, of course it is. <laughs> yeah.
1: Which
0: they didn't get that way by throwing that free money out the window. Yeah, it's true.
1: And that's because the corporation
0: gets it. Yeah, it's not going to
1: are not the Jays can't just go to Sportsnet. I don't know. We don't know how the magic accounting works inside there. It's kind of funny that we talk about it this way. You know, that, that it's it's about whatever Rogers sort of deigns to give them, uh, and we talk about it seriously because I think that's kind of how it works, right? And, and but it's it's bizarre because you know it should. That's not how the business is supposed to operate. But of course, when you're in that silo in a and in you're fucking in a giant, disgusting. Monstrous corporation, uh, yeah, that's how that's going to
0: work. It's all yeah. politics in inside there. Uh, you know, like any corporation, where the number of people you have in, under your division, the number of the amount of revenue, the amount of money, and that's all people fighting for their share of the pie. But it, again, it is very, yeah. it's very easy to, to think that they're just all sitting on a table, like laughing, for having a money fight. Oh, true. Yeah. Um, which they could well be. Now, the <laughs> hope, the hope, if you're a Blue Jays fan, is that. Which, if you're listening to this, you are. The hope is that they see what the extra investment, the return that they got in that investment over the last uh, half of the season. You hope that they say, okay, if we 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 are if the fans showed up, they turned up, they they spent money, they did all the things we would have hoped for them to do. Yeah. So if we commit X number of extra dollars towards the payroll. Relative to where we would have we had projected it, say this time last year, yeah, maybe we will see that a similar sort of return on that investment, and they will make a greater commitment to buying talent.
1: Yeah, you kind of hope that, I guess. You do hope <laughs> yeah. that
0: until you remember that the guy they brought in was is Professor Process. We got to do this. Yeah. We got to have these young, controllable players, and they allow us to be more nimble and move around and. That's who he is. Yeah. Right? I mean, so the
1: fact that he's in a, I mean, that's hopefully, a, to an extent, that's part of a real you know, reflection on the market that he was in as well, and hopefully that maybe loosens up a bit in a bigger market where they can be players for free, your, where they don't have to have that model.
0: Let's keep our eye on the way that the Dodgers, or think about the way the Dodgers spend their money, because they have more money... Anybody. Mm-hmm. But it's not like they throw good money after bad. This is true. Right? They made some nice, you know, but before Friedman came in, they made that, the you know, the Red Sox trade. Uh, would they do that now? Yeah, I don't think so. I don't know. They they spend their money in, a, in <laughs> yeah. a bit of a different way now. They do. I mean, they still, you know, they they do signings that have lower risk, right? They signed Jimmy Rollins last year kind of like a lower risk thing, now they know that Corey Seager, can, or Kyle Seager, Corey Seager, could step in yeah. and play. And they've got, they have options. The Dodgers, they have big money committed. and In a lot of ways, the money, they're, they're the team that maybe the, doing similar to what the Blue Jays can do or could do. You know, they pay good players, they pay players to play for other teams to get them out of their hair. Yeah. And to, have, to get talent back or do whatever they need to do to, uh, to make the team run as efficiently as it can. Because I think that's going to be the name of the game. It's not like he's going to tr- cut the payroll down, but there's still going to be a lot of focus on player development and getting yes, those cost-controlled basically. guys in the mix because they're, no matter which team you are, yeah. there's no there's no replacing that.
1: No, absolutely. No, I think there's going to be a focus on that. I, I mean, that was an interesting thing that's come up a few times this week. I don't know if you listened to Blair and Brunt talking about yeah, you know, what's uh like? How do you how do you trade for that kind of talent here? Because you you know if that's the route you want to go, if you don't want to go the route of, of you know just buying, you know overpriced veterans on the free agent market, how can you even do that? There's some interesting trade candidates, kind of, but in terms of like bringing back like legitimate like the kind of talent that you need, someone that I think in their words would would flip between uh between Strowman and Dickey in the rotation. Uh, they were throwing Tulo's name out there as, as a potential guy who, you know, probably the only guy on the roster who is maybe, you know, maybe has an in-house replacement and maybe, uh, you know, definitely could get you something outstanding back it would be a massive hit in terms of the <laughs> talent. I know I'm not advocating it, but it's interesting. And it's all, it's also interesting because, you know, he made those comments after, uh, after the series in, uh, Kansas city about not trusting executives and being, you know, you know, really thrown for a loop by the, the trade. And, you know, you you wonder if they're, you know, sometimes sometimes reporters do that, where they're like, oh, maybe if I smell something coming there, I'll mm-hmm. start speculating it to, to get ahead of the curve on it. I don't know if that's what's going on there either. Uh, I would hope not. But the, that's another, I mean, the, the trade route is interesting. But the more you think about it, uh, especially now that everybody's sort of calmed down about the Shapiro and Anthopolis thing. When you think about it, you're like, Jesus fuck, this roster is pretty thin. It's like it's great at the top, but there isn't a lot that you can move, and there isn't a lot below the big league roster that you can touch because you're just ripping apart a thin farm system right now.
0: I think that the idea of trading for these kind of high quality, low, you know, position players, guys who don't earn a lot, I think that's a myth. Nobody trades those players. And I think to the Blue Jays' credit, they didn't trade any of those guys either. They trade pitchers. Yeah. Pitching prospects. Which, as the old baseball, you know, what's the word, saw goes, uh, there's no such thing as a pitching prospect. Yeah. Right? You trade Jeff, you trade the the, the dream of Jeff Hoffman. You trade the, the dream that they're going to turn Miguel Castro into something. You trade the dream that Daniel Norris is going to learn how to throw strikes. Right, They didn't trade Anthony Alford. No, they didn't trade these guys who were much, much lower risk. Because people don't do that. And True. then you look at the Red Sox. You look at the you know the way the Red Sox are built, and or to another extent, yeah. you look at the Cardinals. They don't piss away those kind of players. You need to develop those kind of players, and that's what Shapiro's going to come in and try to do. Where yeah. suddenly the Red Sox, after being a fucking laughing stock in a lot of ways for the last five years. Uh, the other year they won the World Series, for <laughs> God's sake. Yeah. But they won the World Series and they were positioned well and then the last two years have really gone as badly as they could have ever hoped for them to go. Yeah. But as we saw in the last half of the season, oh, yeah. Jackie Bradley Jr. looks like a legitimate player. Mookie Betts, I think there's no debate, is a legitimate player. Rosny Castillo can play. They tried to they tried to do the thing that you think for big market teams to do, which yeah. is like we got these young guys all around the diamond. We got like Travis Shaw ready to play first base and they're tra- they're moving him around in, in the fall league. Let's spend some money on, on guys to make the whole thing work. And it blew up. Totally races, did. Yeah. Which is the risk if you're the Blue Jays. Because the Blue Jays are in the opposite position. right? The Blue Jays' in-house yep. options are expensive. And they need to try to get younger. But I don't think finding younger position players is very likely at all. So they need to Fair develop enough. those. Yeah. So, you know, the, Alfred and whoever else is, is coming up the... Well, I mean, the Jays traded... Uh, Young position player But again a guy who, <laughs> Yeah to get well, so, To get
1: someone with more Like more control But a guy who's a long But I mean you yeah. say
0: um, you, Addison Russell got traded Right there's an example of one Like those uh, Yeah Which Maybe Billy Bean is a fucking crazy person <laughs> Perhaps just, Stop thinking about that for a minute That Billy Bean's fucking out of his mind But uh I don't know I don't I think that that Expecting them to pull off a big trade To get younger Risk, yeah. And if they if they trade a guy like Troy Tulawitsky because he maybe doesn't want to be here or because he has more value than almost any of their other guys, and you know, relative to his production and his contract, uh, you're not going to get a stud. You're you're going to get somebody who's a risk, right? I yeah, probably. I think so. Uh, no, you're absolutely right. Um... Like if you if you if you call the Mets tomorrow. You say we got Troy Tulowitzki and he wants to go. Will you give us Steve Matz? They're probably going to say no. It's a lot of money for a guy who doesn't stay
1: on the field. We all know what Tulo is. No, I think it's true that and, and teams don't move those guys. Well, I mean, even just talking about the Shapiro and, talk, and and Cleveland and the rumors at the deadline about what they were what the Jays were th- you know, theoretically offering for Carrasco. I know it's not a position player, but yeah, no, it's uh, it's hard. It's
0: gonna be hard for them to do something. Yeah. Why,
1: I mean, that's why you end up looking at the stupid, unsexy names on the fucking free agent. List. Yeah, well,
0: and then even Carrasco, right? Carrasco not a prospect. True. You know the the kind of the kind of prospects that get traded are either you know these projects or they're a, a guy who's like Trevor Bauer, who Cleveland got for for a, at a decent, pretty decent price. Yeah, but like a project in his own right. And then, like you said, the price tag on a guy like Carrasco is through the roof. Just like the price tag on a guy like Marcus Stroman would be through the roof. Yep. So that's the other thing you have to start to consider. You're going to trade fucking Stroman.
1: <laughs> I don't think that. I don't think anybody's considering
0: that. I don't think anyone is considering that. No. It'd be crazy to consider that. I'd consider it, though. <laughs> uh, let's see what you did. I'd consider it, if it, it but it, it's like you're talking something. Yeah, I'd have to obviously, you have to be insane. Yeah. It would be like an Addison Russell. I'm listening. You
1: kind of, yeah, I'm telling enough. you, I'm fair telling you. Now, I'm you th- they need someone to pitch
0: for them this year, With though. Francisco Lindor, I'd listen. Yeah. Carlos Correa, the Astros wouldn't listen. They'd tell you to fuck off. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think
1: Cleveland might on Lindor as well.
0: I think so, too. Alright that's enough We can't There's only so much We can drag out of this Oh uh, yeah We got
1: a lot of Winter episodes We can, we can save some content Yeah
0: uh, So that's it Enjoy The beginnings of Free agency uh, Thank you and So whenever you listen to this Here probably on the weekend uh, Thank you to Mr. Andrew Stone. Thank All you for showing up right. hey, And thank you doing. to me For showing up Unannounced <laughs> yesterday Yeah Kicking so, around hey. I felt really bad for your, the people who live upstairs, because I was kind of standing at the top of the stairs, and there's like a motion light, was oh, yeah. flicking on and off, and a woman came over, she opened the window to get some air in her home, I guess, and then Wrong. she saw me standing there, just and I kind of smiled, different. like, hey, backyard, yeah. so then I quickly went to, <laughs> I went to 2015, like, default, non-threatening mode, which is look at your phone, yeah, of course, like, no, no, yeah. just on my phone here, everything's good, yeah. and then I was like, I need to move away from her back door, yeah, fair enough, and uh, all's well, yeah, I think so, it's worked out. All right, so Mr. For Stoughton, my name is Drew. We'll talk to you next time on Birds All Day.